fun-filled episode of the We Are Adult Show, brought to you by Hoppyhead Productions. I'm your host, Sean, across the way, Danny. Hey, you doing, man? Ah, I'm doing all right. So, at my work, they, the issue came up. Yeah. And so, management, and it's ever, you know, infinite wisdom. Early and decided pretty wise. To, so. Decided to... um fix a problem that wasn't the problem that happened mm, perfect they, they made a problem and then fixed to that problem instead of fixing the problem that actually happened <laughs> so apparently one day this week one of the security guards that checks from you know so, so where i work people who work with the airplanes and people who work with like the trucks and stuff Go through the, can go through the same entrance, but not everyone has access to the planes. You have to go through a you know extra background check. Yep. And so, um, one day this week, the security guard checking to make sure everyone had the right ramp badge before they went across to the airplanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just decided to quit, just left, and a bunch of people were lined up waiting to like trying to get across, and a couple people were like, "Well, fuck this, I'm going. I, I got. I want to go home." And um, they got caught. Well, it was like they found out who that they went when they realized that there was no security guard there. And so they looked at the footage, found out who it was. Pretty sure they're getting fired because they had to call like the airport police and the Ontario police and lock down the area where the planes were so nobody could work for three hours. Well, they made sure that nothing was um, like tampered with. <laughs> you know, they take that kind of shit seriously now. Not back in the day. <laughs> One time, uh, I forgot my badge, mm-hmm. and my supervisor gave me his badge to go across to get something. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's not gonna work." And he's like, "Yeah, it'll be fine," because they didn't really check that well back then, and so it did work. Uh, my supervisor was like a six foot five black dude. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it a picture ID? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. It should it should not have worked. Well, because they just they were sitting inside the little guard shack, looking through their tinted window, making sure just making sure you had the badge, and then you yeah. can go across. Yeah. And so, um, the way they fix the problem now is they had they put an extra security guard there, and they put cones blocking the bridge that goes across to the airplanes. Mm-hmm. And now they're checking people's badges going towards the airplanes and coming away from the airplanes, and just causing more traffic. And slowing down the operation even more. Oh, instead of just making sure that there's, there's a guard, a guard there, there at all times. <laughs> yeah, because the way they, they they fixed the problem, like the guard was there, and somebody just said "fuck you" to the guard and just kept going without showing their badge. It's like the guard got like beat up and tied up, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then there was like a giant smuggling operation. So, as opposed to man, it's fucking cold and raining. And I'm tired of this bullshit. I don't get paid enough. I'm out of here. (laughs) So we just sat there and watched them. Exactly. Make like a baby and head out. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so where I work, I I was watching them set up the operation between UPS internal security and the uh, external company that we uh, contract through, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out the best layout of cones and security guard placement. To stop the problem that didn't exist. Yeah. Yes, man. I did. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Power World lately. Pretty fun, man. 
dude, it's a very, I find it very relaxing to play. Because it's like, yeah. it's like a little grindy, like, but it's not like over the top grindy where you want to punch, like stab your eyes out, like trying to like, you know, spend four hours in a raid with six people and only to get like the same shitty gun multiple times at the final drop. <laughs> or, but... or, um, as you're going through the raid, have some, uh, asshole that can't fucking get to you because he doesn't know how to fucking, you know, jump. <laughs> just, just a hypothetical example. Just a hypothetical. All that I mean, sort of that shit. Ever, or not that you've ever experienced that. Or, you know, the fact that it's like everyone else has done the raid like hundreds of times and, you know, even other people in the party are like, wait, why are you even in here, dude? You're like 10 levels under what you're supposed to be to be in here. I'm like, I don't know, man. They just told me to like log in and jump join their party and they're fucking holding me hostage at this point. <laughs> and then it's like, when oh, I made the jump. And then some other asshole runs back and intentionally kicks me off the ledge. And it's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> when you rate, right. when you rated yes. the raid so hard, you don't even really need six people. So it's like, we're just going to get you free loot. And we just want to hang out. doesn't matter about your light level. <laughs> They're like, just just stay back there and don't get in the way. Yeah. Pretty freaking much. But yeah, I was like, I was telling somebody at work. I'm like, I was like, it's just so chill. Like, you just go do some grinding, go do some exploring, go fight pals, go fight random, like, people. Like, it's just a good time. Like, you get, you don't have a story to follow. So when you get, when you're ready to turn it off and watch anime you just turn it off and watch anime you're good right and uh <laughs> and and the problem with that game for me it was never anything about the game necessarily it was just the time sink i didn't i didn't want to commit the time into that game that i'd rather commit into other games that i'm already currently sinking time into or watching like 15 animes this season yes and getting <laughs> caught up on stuff from last season that i hadn't caught up on or you know, I just I just give up. I just let it go. Let it go. All right, Elsa. Let it go. <laughs> I'm trying to drink this beer, man. It's gonna be a struggle, bus. I might abandon. Struggle. I might abandon this beer. Drain pour. <laughs> or or plug and chug. Those are the choices, dude. Drain pour or plug and chug. I don't know, dude. It's it's just so sweet. It's like distracting me, sweet. <laughs> well, since you brought like, it up, I, ju I just what? like I just want to get this beer review over so I could switch to the whiskey. <laughs> you got you got the mic. Go. <laughs> and I, I so, feel... anyways, the beer that I'm drinking is not <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do feel bad because I do typically like the the beer, uh, but it is from Wiley Roots Brewing Company. It's the ice cream truck. Turtle, turtle powered van. No copyright on anything that would be popular like as, for turtles. As long as it's like uh, pizza. Well, a as long as it's uh like modified by like think like twenty percent. Yeah, it, it, it's okay. And also, we'll be cut. We'll be kind of talking about something relating to this in a few minutes. Yeah, foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing. Smoothie sour. Smoothie style sour brewed with blackberry pecan, chocolate fudge, caramel, vanilla, marshmallow, and milk sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot of diabetes in a can. 
<laughs> it just sucks that you can't get that you can't get that Ozempic shot to help you with your diabetes because all the all the people are making it to lose weight. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, if you if you're looking for something sweet and you want to catch a buzz, question. <laughs> get the spear. I mean, like you said, usually their stuff is shockingly not as sweet as it should be. Yeah. You know, but I think I think Weldworks is the better of the two when it comes to the that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely just um it's got a nice flavor to it. Like I do I do like the like I think you get a lot of the blackberry, but it just like after the blackberry goes away, it's like a tsunami of just sweetness that overpowers your 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 taste buds. And, and to your point, like you just get all those sugary ingredients and it doesn't like, you know, I don't know if I'm tasting marshmallow or whatever, all these different things. It's just like sweet boom 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 <laughs> like they almost could have done with just picking one between the marshmallow and the milk sugar or the caramel or <laughs> and the chocolate well no fudge. but i mean but those all those are all adding different flavors but it seems to me it would seem like the milk sugar and the marshmallow would almost add a similar flavor mhm so but okay, yeah, I get the marshmallow right there. I, yeah, I got the marshmallow on that taste. But yeah, so if you do if you do like those smoothie sours sours that are sweet, definitely look for the ice cream trucks turtle powered van from Wiley Roots because it will be straight up your alley. If you don't if if it, if uh if you like them but you don't like them overly sweet, stay away from this one. I mean, yeah, you know, not every as a Primus uh, named their uh, greatest hits album. They all can't be zingers. <laughs> I thought it, I thought uh, the moral the, the song of the day was just one of those days. Oh yes, um, I saw somebody do a bluegrass version of that song. I think it was. <laughs> it's too funny. That's too funny. Um, I do have a uh, whiskey to chase this down with. So this was a... Is it, uh, is it with an E or a, or without the E? Is, I, I forgot to look when you sent me the picture. What? With is it, e. Does it have the E or no E? I don't see an E. Then know. it has no E? W-H-I-S-K-Y or W-H-I-S-K-E-Y? Oh, you're talking about the whiskey. Wait, yes. I don't even fucking the... see it. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. There's no E. There's no E. Because it, it's kind of indicative of the style because the, with the E is like more American and um, I think Scott, Scottish? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, Irish. Irish. The E is American and like Irish and without the E is like Canadian and Scotch. Interesting. Yeah. That's too funny. But we are talking and about... Japan, and Japan goes both ways. Yeah. Because depending on how they flavor it there. or whatever style they're going after. Depends after the flavor. Yep. Yes. So this is a Japanese whiskey. It is uh, the uh, Hatozaki small batch whiskey. Uh, it is 
92 proof or 40%, 46% ABV. It's got a very, very light color to it. I was going to say that's almost see-through. It's, it is very see-through. I, I can see your, um, your X-rated anime waifu figures behind you through the glove bottle. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how eight, how old age this one is. I don't think it says it on here, but I do know like this uh, distillery does do like a twelve year, um, eight, uh, <clears throat> age twelve years. I did get this but one Scotch for tends to be clear too. I was gonna say does Scotch it? tends to be clearer. If it like it doesn't necessarily age darker, the way bourbon does, mm -hmm. so it might be peaty ish. Bring on the peats. Um, I got this for a Christmas present. I haven't had it since December, so I know. Uh, I know we've been going through a bunch of other ones, but I felt like it was finally time to bring this one onto the uh, onto the show. The show must go on, right? Welcome to the show. Smells very light. Um, I don't really get like you know how sometimes you smell like whiskey and you could just go, it just like real the alcohol like is really strong and you could yes. You, this one you don't get like any of that. Yeah, I you know, it's not because I actually know things. It's because I listen to people that are smarter than me, which is pretty much everybody when it comes to a lot of things. <laughs> and um, it seems from the multiple whiskey or bourbon podcasts I listen to that the Japanese are more into a uh, milder, tamer flavor. They don't, they're is... not going for that Kentucky hug or the 115 proof, mm -hmm. you know, barrel, eight barrel proof. It's got like a very like straw taste to it. Um, it does, doesn't burn really too much. I would almost say like very light body. I don't know. I don't know if saying like a whiskey light is offensive. <laughs> no, like, but that's what there that was a point of them saying that the, the Japanese whiskeys tend to not have stronger flavors. Yeah, this is uh definitely, this is definitely mild because um, I'm drinking it neat, so I don't have like an ice cube to. I would probably say that maybe uh, a little bit of uh, an ice cube. H2O. I think would I think help it a little bit. Yeah. But, well, another thing that could be affecting your palate is the you know just the straight up sugar bomb that you literally <laughs> drank right before you did this. I tried to I tried to clear my palate with the water. Yeah, yeah. This one podcast I li I listened to that we've tried some of their tricks. The whiskey noob he did a episode where he uh, tested different uh, items to cleanse the palate, mm -hmm. and the two that seemed to work the best was the candied ginger, like you get from uh, like uh, sushi places, like the ginger you get from like sushi places. Yeah. Or dark chocolate. Interesting. That's funny. <laughs> so, no, definitely. Um, I don't know how much this bottle runs. So, but. 390 Christmas? Yeah. It's a 399 during Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, definitely, uh, definitely worth checking out. So. Well, how much would you pay for it? 
I don't know, man. I fucking... I wouldn't pay for a $120 bottle of Weller that I have in my cabinet either, so I I don't know. No? I don't know. Like, if you saw it again, like, like, if you drank all of it... Yeah, once it breaks 60, I start getting, like, over-analytical about fucking beer. Right. (laughs) I'm like, once it's, like, past that point, like, like, around 30 to 40 bucks is, like, okay, like, this is, like, you know, I want it to be good, I want it to be good in a in a, in a, in a cocktail, because I drink a lot of spirit... A lot of my cocktails I drink, I drink are very spirit forward. So like, the co- it can't just be shitty whiskey going into like into the drink. Right, it's, it's gonna be a shitty drink at that point. Um, so there's definitely there, and then you got like, and then it's like okay, there's a certain expectation once you get to that, you know, call it forty five to sixty, and then after sixty, it's like hypercritical. <laughs> right but let's say like you're going to pick up a bottle and it was sitting at the same price range as the old foresters would you pick up an old forester over this or that or would you pick up that again um if it was in the 40 to 50 dollar range i would i'd be okay paying for it i wouldn't pay okay. that i wouldn't pay 60 or 60 plus for it Okay, and that's basic. I mean, I wasn't like trying to get you to exactly be like I would pay twenty nine ninety five and not pay, you know, but you know, like would you pay 30, if you saw it for thirty? Would you be like it's an insta buy, or if you saw it for sixty, would you be you know what? I'm I'm gonna go get some old Forester instead because, and I bring that up because it seems like that's a common question asked on other whiskey podcasts, and so yeah. you know, I wanna I wanna hang out with the big boys. I wanna, I wanna go with the <laughs> As as the Little Mermaid says, I want to go where the people are. Yeah, dude. There's a bottle of um, what is it called? The old was it old? Is it the one? Is it Binkenpool? Okay. What I don't know. It's like one of the, the It's like one of those the higher Buffalo Trace ones, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, the the um oh um Van Van Weekle? Yeah, I think it's one of those at like one of the shops. And this guy is like, this one guy was like trying to talk me into. It. I'm like, bro, <laughs> bro. He's like, like Happy Van Winkle? Yeah. He's like, he's like, we could negotiate in the price. I'm like, I don't know if we can. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. I don't <laughs> one of one of us one of us is going to leave here uh, very very disappointed and unhappy. And unfulfilled. I, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I was like, you better hope I get a raise <laughs> or a promotion for that bottle. I was like, then right. maybe I'll think about it. At least that way I have something to really celebrate with. But come on, bro. <laughs> it's a small liquor store, so I'm like, why do you even have this? <laughs> well, like La Bodega and even El Cerrito has it for the same price, the Old Forester birthday bourbon mm-hmm. that they, you know, come out once a year small batch which i don't know how they got it either but they both have one bottle and they're both selling it for a grand which i guess seems to be uh secondary like uh primary secondary market i guess the mm-hmm. places that aren't you know old forester controlled yeah because um the original way they sold it and, I, and maybe it's because they didn't sell out this year mm-hmm. but you have to you know send your email in and enter a raffle <laughs> 
Gotcha. And then they'll pick you, and then you can go to the distillery and buy a bottle. That's pretty you cool. Know, and they don't sh- they don't ship. You can only yeah. go to the distillery. So, um, you, whether you are there yourself or you send a proxy to pick it up for you and then mail it to your house. Yeah. That'd be a little bit rough. I think I would spend yes. almost like more money like trying to go fly out there. <laughs> right, and so for a grand, it's like that's that's ridiculously that's way more than retail. I'm not gonna say ridiculous, but that is way more than retail. But it's still cheaper than what I would have to go through. To pay for retail for it. Yes. <laughs> right. I think it's like a five or six hundred dollar bottle retail retail. Oh wow. That's nuts. That is nuts. I don't know. Maybe we, we probably won't get lucky. We'll see. Yeah, that's like like yeah, if we do the that'll be like the thing being first in line at like Buffalo Trace and we're just like the door opens and you're just like, What is on the shelf? The great mystery of it's it's Buffalo Trace. I would be like, fuck this, fuck this. I'm like, we're leaving. I can get it for cheaper at home. Cancel the tour. I don't think they. I don't think they could uh, oversell it at that price. So, <laughs> eighty dollars. Like, what the fuck? Well, no, it won't be eighty, <laughs> but it won't be. What kind of bullshit? Second, I've seen it, it for eighty dollars. Like <laughs> yeah, but not at. Uh, yeah, but not. That's not what I'm paying for it either. I'm paying yeah. anywhere from. 18 to 26. Yeah. Depending on where and if it's on sale. Just sitting on the shelf doing nothing. <laughs> I've seen people post, you know, Kroger's, Rouse, aka Rouse out here. And I had this, I stopped at one today on the way home real quick, mm-hmm. just looking. I'm like, maybe I should look more often, but they'll throw uh, um, Blanton's yeah. in their like fancy whiskey case every once in a while. Hey, oh. And they'll um... get it for retail, retail. I just don't feel like, I don't know. I just doesn't, it, it feels weird that there's so much available out there and there's a highly populated area. I just don't feel like whiskey drinking is that big. It, it's a, it's definitely a false rarity, like mm-hmm. with diamonds, Yeah, you know, because people on Reddit post all the time, either at airport stores, like the um, duty free shops. Yeah, where they have you know a three foot tall display of just of Blanton's boxes, mm-hmm. but they want one hundred and thirty dollars for it or something stupid, two hundred dollars for it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's that's where it's all going. It's not going to you know, actually Kentucky. <laughs> you know where they make it. True. They actually those people have to go to the Buffalo Trace Distillery and hope they go on the right day. That is true, man. That is true. What a It'd be like, it like opens up. I guess I'm spending all my money today. One bottle. (laughs) At least I got it for normal price. (laughs) Yeah, this one podcast, there was a group of guys, they made a trip down to Kentucky. And uh, the first day they they were recording a podcast and one of the guys was like, yeah. They're like, well, so what are you planning on looking for? And the guy's like, no, nah, dude, I've already spent my budget. He's like, we only went to one liquor store. And he's like, I know, and I've already spent my budget. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> he must have found what he wanted for at a price he could say no to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was like, I think um, Bruzel was at a went to a liquor store, I think in Colorado, and they had the uh, barrel proof 
Michelin rye that I've been looking for, and they were oh, yeah. selling it at like such a low price. He's like, he bought like every bottle. He was like, I'm never gonna see it this low again. Like, I'm just like, right. damn you, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you haven't seen it either out, out in the nope. wild. I asked about it at La Bodega, and so, like, he was just like, he yeah. was like the all allocated one, and I'm like, fuck, it's allocated. He's like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, then I guess that one. <laughs> They're supposed to be getting in the new uh, Old Forester in within the next week or two. The new one? The new one. Which one is that? 1924. 1924. Okay, yeah, because I've seen the 1870s, and I, at the last time, and I, I, I was like... I was like, all right, I bought I bought Old Foresters last time twice, so I was like, I gotta buy a different fun bottle to at least, like, right, <laughs> dude, my cabinet's gonna is... be like all Old Foresters, dude. Dude, yeah, I but that's gonna be one that's supposed to be harder, well, at least will be hard to get for a little while because it's brand new. So, yeah. I guess I'll have to look for it. Nineteen twenty four. If I see it, I'll have to pick it up and be one of the first to try it out. Yes. And I heard, from what I've seen, it's not as cheap as the standard Old Forester bottles. That sucks. <laughs> that 1920 bottle was not was uh, a little pricey. Yeah, so, but it's, I think it's a little more than that. <laughs> I think I think every year we get closer to modern times. It's opposite of what you would think. It's like I would think the older stuff would be, uh... <laughs> but technically, actually, it's not really older. It's just the recipe they used back then. Maybe they just add more ingredients, so the new stuff is more. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, because the eighty six has been the mixing bottle right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I know it took you were complaining at the beginning of the show that uh it took you ten minutes to get your beer open. God damn dude. I, I still think, you know, <laughs> craft breweries need to stop with this goddamn bottle waxing. And it's even worse because you know they bought one of those old timey medieval like wax stamps and put their logo in the in the cap, on top of the cap, so they had to layer up the wax extra thick for the stamp to stick in. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just go, just go shiny aluminum foil like Pokemon, dude. It works for Pokemon and Magic: The Gathering. People like sh colorful, shiny things. Yes. <laughs> you know, people get happy when they get that shiny Charizard or. Uh, you know, whatever uh, magic card du jour there is going on today. Yeah. Uh, but I am drinking from Radiant Brewing Company. This weekend I went there, just helped them celebrate their uh, anniversary three, as they called it, their mm -hmm. third anniversary. Um, so they released two barrel-aged barley wines in celebration of their anniversary. Ayo. And went by there on Saturday to pick them up in you know, a little break in the mm -hmm. rain. Um, but one of the events they had going on was industry karaoke. Mm -hmm. So basically anybody that works at other breweries, pick a song, go up there and sing. So it was, uh, definitely interesting. There was one guy, he came up and I was talking to a couple of people from everywhere and Jody. And I was like, I, I can't decide if this guy is, um, too sober to sing this song or too drunk to sing this song. Cause there's something he, he needs to fix whatever it is. <laughs> He's too sober. He needs to go. Drink a little more, and if he's too drunk, then he should probably lay off for a little. Go drink some water. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was a good time. They didn't necessarily have the greatest sound system, you know, and the singers were, you know, peeking out the 
volume on it a few times. But it was a good time. But this is um, Grasp of Memory, they called it. It is a barley wine with boysenberry, raspberry, and peanuts added. As they called it, it was a peanut butter barley wine. Interesting. For light to exist, there must be dark. And it was aged in W.L. Weller seven-year bourbon barrels. hey Hey, hey, ho, I mean, ho. When I poured it, the, the, the head, like, fizzled and then kind of disappeared into pretty quick, but it was had a nice purpley-pinkish color to it. And I can definitely smell the fruit. Oh, yeah, this... It's definitely got the um, peanut butter taste with the bourbon barrel. It's not too sweet. Definitely not as sweet as the diabetes bomb, diabetes bomb that you drink. <laughs> I mean, it not. is. It, I mean, it's as sweet as it's expected. It's a peanut butter and jelly stoutus. They're supposed. To, I mean, barley wine. There's going to be some sweetness, but not that bad. Um, when I was there, they still had some bottles to grab out of their uh, cold case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had pre-ordered it, so I got the two bottles in a little fancy carrying case. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. Radiant's a nice place. The only thing that kind of sucks about it is that it's uh, out of the way a little bit from all the other breweries. <laughs> it's not like uh, where like uh, Bottle Logic is, and you got you know a couple breweries almost within walking distance. Um, but it's a little bit closer to Disneyland, or if you're going to a concert at Chain Reaction. Mm-hmm. And when I found out there's like a little dive bar that they play, have bands play there called the Doll Hut, yeah. like on the other side from where Chain Reaction is. And I was asking uh, somebody at the anniversary party if, um, if they had been there. And they said they hadn't been there, but they you know heard about it. And apparently one of the customers, that somebody that's a member at Everywhere also, said that one of his friends uh, you know, got into a fight with some people and ended up getting stomped to death in the parking lot. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck? Yeah, and it's like – he was like, yeah, you know um, – I'm just saying it's probably not the you know safest place to start shit. So I don't know if this guy, you know, I can't imagine them doing that to this guy for no reason. But at the same yeah. time, you know, <laughs> it was a little bit of an extreme reaction. Yeah. <laughs> but then I hear that and I'm not like, oh, you know what? I should definitely avoid going to that place. Mm-hmm. I I heard that and I'm like, kind of still, I want to go there more now. But just also like, you know, fucking wash my mouth. Yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, man, if you you haven't been out to Radiant, you haven't had time to mosey on out there in in, the, in your few times that you've been out here. No, I really no. do need to take like a full like week like trip just to like SoCal to try to get caught up on some other stuff too. Like we want to like one thing we wanted to do was go to like um why am I blanking um the uh, national park out there. In oh yeah, Palm Desert area. So we want to do that, and then it's like we want Alchemy to go. Tree. To, yeah, um, but we got we can't go during the summertime because it's fucking blazing. Um, well, you can't go right. anywhere between. I can't go anywhere between April and October out there since it's all hundred degree weather. <laughs> right <laughs> at that point, um, like we want to go to like the La Brea, La Brea tar pits. It's just like. There's all sorts of just like backed up things that sound really fun to go do out there and get caught up, but it's like when you get out there, it's just like, it's like, all right, 
who's available, what days, like, you know, it's right. like, go to the lab, go to Arch District, Little Tokyo, which isn't anything bad. It's just like, it's always, I've just been cramming too much. Like, it almost just needs at this point, like, yeah. try to, at some point, do like a full, nice yeah. week-long vacation out there. <laughs> Right. And I was going to say, um, instead of hitting up, you know, Little Tokyo and Arts District, you know, because you do that every time, maybe we should do a uh, Anaheim brewery trip because there's probably five or six breweries out there that I could take you to. But then I was thinking, but then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? We generally go out there because you, you know, meet up with people that you know that live out in LA. Yeah. So it's a uh, kill two birds with one stone kind of a trip. Yeah. Blame Quattro's. <laughs> that LA. Blame. LA Can't heavy. blame Canada this time. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. So as I foreshadowed with the, um, you know, intellectual property. Yeah. Homages. Yes. So, you know, tattoo artist, television personality, a uh, dude that chick that broke up Jesse James and Sandra Bullock's marriage. Yeah. Kat Von D. Yes. Um, so she ended up winning a lawsuit that was filed against her. Um, and this had been going on for quite a few years mm -hmm. um, from this photographer. He took a picture of uh, Miles Davis, yeah. and then Kat Von D. Somebody came to Kat Von D. with that portrait and wanted her to tattoo, put that, use that as a tattoo. Yep. And so I'm not sure exactly what the artist was wanting. I forgot what the artist was wanting in his lawsuit, and I'm sure he probably wanted some money out of it. It's like, hey, you got paid this much, you know, it's my work. I should get some too. But you know, the jury found in favor of her, which is good news, especially for you know tattoo artists, but also you know, other artists, especially like, you know, the fan art people that, you know, you go to comic book conventions and they're not officially uh, with Marvel or DC or Disney or something, but they'll, you know, draw, they'll have to sell prints or do uh, commissions. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this is definitely, uh, you know, if it stands, if it doesn't go to appeal, it gets appealed, it doesn't get appealed or changed or anything like that. This is like groundbreaking or monumental for artists. Yeah. I mean, it did. It definitely isn't like, hey, now it's everything's a free for all. You can use whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. But it definitely made it shown that the standards of, you know, protect protection aren't that strong as you know people think. Yeah. No, it makes sense because I think it's like one thing to like copy paste something and say it's your own, but yeah. <clears throat> like some guy wanted your art tattooed on them. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It wasn't like she took a picture of your picture. Yeah. Um, because um, I had a commission done by this artist goes by Spooksy Boo. Mm -hmm. Um, she. It's funny because you know talking to somebody else that was like working for her, and I told her I was like, oh yeah, I got a commission of her, and it's like, wait, that was a long time ago. She has stopped, She hasn't done a commission for people forever, you know. Yeah. Um. But it was a she did like um pop culture characters as zombies. Yeah. And so I had her do a huntress one, of course. Yep. And I would like to get that tattooed on and I found a tattoo artist, but I ran into her last year at a thing, an event, and and I hadn't seen her for a while. I was like, Hey, I keep forgetting you know, I, I keep wanting to run into you. You know, I'm glad I ran into you. So we but we had talked for a little bit. I was like, Oh, I'm glad I ran into you because I wanted to ask if I can get this as a tattoo. And she's like, Of course, yeah. I'm like, okay, I just wanted to make sure and ask first. I didn't want to, yeah. you know, assume. And so I found an artist in Murrieta that does, he has a couple, like, Pokemon tattoos and other 
pop culture but he does made it look like those you know rubberized keychains yeah so i think i'm gonna do that have gotcha. him do that which would be kind of cool yeah i saw somebody in florida and i just it tattoos just made me think of it they do some really cutesy like cat tattoos but they'll yeah. do like wizard hats and stuff and bring it up okay it, it reminds me of like that kind of somewhat cutesy type of uh tattooing yeah so uh yeah i'm you know i have the i found the artist and i have the art and i'm pretty sure i have the money i just have to you know decide that i want to take the time to go and get stabbed hundreds of thousands of times put it all together make yes. it make I, it <laughs> yeah jody uh took the first step the, well the next step because she was like i have the idea for it i i think i found an artist but we just need the money and i'm like no we have the money and she's like oh fuck i don't i don't have any excuse now <laughs> so she actually uh found an artist that she likes out in uh, la somewhere that does fine line watercolor stuff mm -hmm. and so she sent off a uh, inquiry email but the artist is on vacation right now and we'll be back for a couple weeks so we'll see hey oh must be nice she loses to take courage. weeks Lose. off <laughs> well, you know, it it helps when you're your own boss basically that's fair and it's like, you know, a traveling nomad. You're like, oh, fuck. I need some spinning cash. I know what I'll do. I'll just throw on social media that I am I have a tattoo spot open. <laughs> I need I money. I brought my stuff with me that I brought stuff with me. It just fits in my carry-on. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, so Disney for Disney Plus announced that they're going to do another, I don't know if it's a new show or a continuation of the Daredevil series. And it looks like they're filming, but they said that as part of the Daredevil show, the Punisher is also going to be on there. And he's going to have his own, I guess, sub-story, plot B, as they say, of the ongoing Daredevil show. Mm -hmm. um, which has people who um, either just want to get mad about things mad, or people who don't understand what Frank Miller, I mean, what uh, did with the Punisher in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> where uh because uh the sub story is basically he's going after corrupt cops mm -hmm. and they're yeah, like sure. oh of course marvel you know disney is you know making him you know is alienating their audience base by going after the people that love the punisher and it's like um that's that's the wrong people to love the punisher even in the comics more than once he's gone up to a cop and been it's like hey um you're not supposed to fucking idolize me dude like i'm a criminal <laughs> <laughs> you should be you know coming after me yeah. and there's also arcs where he's you know killed corrupt cops yep in the comics and it's not like it's new it's not you know in the last you know couple years it's 10 years plus <laughs> you know so it's not the new you know woke shit but i'm sure you know the same people that you know when did rage against the machine get political will do the same thing with the punisher yeah they were like why so why would you do this but yeah, it'll be nice to see uh, John Barenthal continue his role. I just, it just makes me sad though that I'll never get the crossover episode or movie or TV show that I want, which is a, you know, and they fight in the comics too. It's a Punisher and Crossbones. Yeah. I don't know. Just can't Frank make it Grillo right. and Frank Grillo and John Barenthal, man, <laughs> acting against each other, dude. That would be like amazing, creme de la creme of Marvel. <laughs> oh, and uh, I don't know if you saw it. Robert Downey Jr. did an interview where he said that, um, unfortunately, 
because nobody noticed it that he feels that pretty much most of his best acting work was done as Tony Stark. Yeah. But because of the genre, people just immediately dismiss it or don't care, don't pay attention. I mean, I thought he did a really good job, so I mean Right. I mean his I, character I don't, wa- I don't watch movies though, so I'm like the worst person to ask at this point. <laughs> right. But he also made um, you know, a two dimensional character stand out. You know, carried the the range of emotions from pan- you know, the panic attacks to the you know, the swagger, the ego. Yeah. To the, you know, being scared that, you know, like he was acting his ass off. Yeah. And I'm not saying other people weren't, you know, as, as they said on, you know, Saturday Night Live when they swapped jokes. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson is the best Black Widow since uh, Loretta Scott King. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. So, you know, scrolling around on social media, you know, you get ads for stupid bullshit. Mm-hmm. I ended up seeing a bunch of ads for a Forza phone game called Forza Customs. Oh, boy. I'm going to start getting these ads. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm, I'm putting it in your phone's universe. I'm not saying it you, out loud. I refuse. Not saying that word. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that word. <laughs> so, basically, you know, it starts off, you have a busted up car and and i don't know if it's preset where everybody gets the same thing but they spin it for the um type of car and it's like something else but you get two different things oh no it's like they spin for the car so and then you so you get the car and then the next one is what type of car it is so like the first one i got was a um like an off-road volkswagen beetle nice (laughs) so i had to make it like a baja racer right yeah. And so you, you know, you spend points to take things off the car and then you spend points to, you know, put new things back on. And then when you're putting things on, you're given um, choices of like three different like headlights or hoods, spring um, rims, tires. Yeah. You know, the minimal choice, but still some choices. Mm-hmm. But I saw somebody was like, oh, this is just another one of those fucking color block puzzle games. <laughs> and sure enough it was it is it's one of those games it's like that's how you earn the points to spend to customize the car yeah and so you know you got streaks for winning um you got power-ups and stuff i mean it's if you're already committed on a block matching game um you're probably <laughs> already too deep to start a new one you know what i'm saying like your candy crushing it up or disney emoji blitzing it up yeah something um but, you know, I guess it's because it has the Forza name that some people will still uh, download still it. it. Yep. Yes. Get them whales. Um, and then on Games Pass, I didn't realize, I don't know when they came out with a 2. I didn't realize they came out with a 2. Mm-hmm. But they're up to Goat Sim 3. I did not really know that <laughs> either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just played the first one when... for a little bit. Yeah, I played the first one, and it was a basic, time-killing, simple game. Just run around, eating shit, breaking shit as a goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know where they made the change, um, but at some point between one and three, they added a whole bunch of fucking stuff to it, like uh, trying to do uh, skilled stuff, like do tricks or you know different things that you have to do, and you can earn things, and there's 
more towns and it's mm-hmm. like wow this game has gotten oddly overwhelming for something that was just <laughs> supposed to be a joke yeah and you know the, for them to make the land and the area so big to explore they they still left the shitty goat controls where the goat just randomly will like fall over and shit <laughs> yeah. so i played it for a little bit and i'm like okay i got i, I got the gist of it i'm not gonna play this anymore but and i hope you played this i really do sean just took a couple minutes out of your life the game i found on games past it is actually a lot of fun totally forgot <laughs> every I, week, I would want to say every every week in you but no i disappoint you in no. some way I mean, the list the list of people could be my ball pallbearers is definitely including you and my wife. Because I just <laughs> need you guys to let me down one last time. As soon as you said, I hope you played it. It was just like flashback. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I remember that text oh. message now. Yes. <laughs> so there's a game on Games Pass, Brotato. Um, it's basically a little arena game where you just kind of have to go through waves of enemies. Mm-hmm. But you get different items to help you up, power-ups, um, and a shitload of weird weapon options that range from like a club that's a cactus to, you know, guns. Um, laser rifle, laser, you know, laser guns, um, yeah. magic wands. <laughs> How weird. Um, and so you just kind of kill the enemies. Uh, you they drop um, items, and if as you pick it up, you level it up. But then, um, whatever else you don't spend just kind of gets collected. Um, and then that's how you, and then that's how you level up, and then you gain, you know, abilities there, and then you can go and spend the stuff that you picked up to help level you up. To buy the items, gotcha. Um, the games last as long as you live. Um, I haven't made it completely through any of the characters, and there are some achievements that are super easy to earn, and they, the achievements range anywhere from in points value from one mm-hmm. to like twenty five. <laughs> so in the beginning, you're just getting like achievement unlocked at one point, achievement <laughs> unlocked one point, achievement unlocked three points. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's. I would. It's just a fun. I got a couple minutes to kill game. It, but it definitely feels almost more like it should be on the Switch. It feels, you know, because there's been a few other games that I've seen on Games Pass that they ported over from the Switch. Got you. Interesting. Um, so this one definitely feels like it. So it, you know, I would almost say if you had a Switch, mm-hmm. and if, if if it's not free, if it's just a couple bucks, like five bucks, maybe even ten, get it. Because it's like, if you're somewhere waiting, if you're drinking coffee or waiting in line somewhere and you have your Switch with you, just bust it out, play a few minutes, and it's like, oh, the line's already moved. Done. I can, you know, put this away now. (laughs) Um, But, like, there's no commitment. It's not like there's anything you have to worry about saving or story. But it definitely is just just an all-around fun time. Good time. And my wife asked me, she's like, why is it called Brotato if all the, you know, and, and, oh, and, for every achievement you get, you unlock a different character, potato. Gotcha. That have different different skills. Like some are more geared towards um, ranged weapons. Some are geared toward melee weapons. Some, you know, will get you experience. But once 
but usually if the pluses are good, they also have minuses. Mm -hmm. Like one of them, it's like you can't um, uh, gain health during the run. <laughs> like you get a bo health bo bigger health bonus and damage bonus, but you can't gain or revive yourself during a round. Wow. So. No, no risk, no reward. Exactly. But my wife asked me, she's like, why do, why do they all look like eggs if they're supposed to be potatoes? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I didn't draw this shitty game. Like, <laughs> I mean, those shitty drawings. I'm like, but that's what also makes me think that it's supposed to be for maybe the Switch where it's not as, uh, you know, fancy with the graphics. Yeah. So did you hear about Funimation, Sean? Yes, I just, yeah, I saw the news about it. So effective April 2nd, Funimation is no more. And I, I was like, I saw that I got the note. I saw something mentioning it. And then I logged on to Crunchyroll last night and they're like, hey, uh, did you did you link your Funimation and Crunchyroll accounts? Because if you did, you probably should. Mm -hmm. Um. And so I yeah, I legit thought Funimation was gone already at this point. Me too. It wouldn't, Actually, let, it yes. wouldn't let me like log into the app. So it was like I thought it was just dead. Yeah, I thought it had gone when you know they the the um sale was through, but maybe we had already linked the two. Yeah. And they're like, Well, fuck it, you already linked, you don't need it. But I guess uh one of the things that people are upset about is if you bought um a like a dvd of a show or blu-ray mm -hmm. of a show and it came with the digital code and you put it in under your funimation you won't be able to watch it anymore jesus that's terrible so yes so we'll but i mean that's it's not like they bought it though they bought the uh um they bought the blu-ray you know it's not you know like the yeah. playstation where they got rid of all the Na national geographic shit that people actually paid money to buy yeah that's true you still got you could still throw it in and watch it yes but yeah does, yeah you have the physical yeah i was gonna say does country roll even sell any of the um not rated stuff or the uncensored versions of uh animes because i know funimation i think did I just know the Crunchyroll respects wholesome conservative <laughs> animes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you hear this animes on Crunchyroll, you're like, fuck, it's even going to be, can you even watch it with all the censored shit going on? <laughs> right. How badly will they censor it? Is that Are they just going to, like, you know, digitally erase the drawing from the screen? Or are they going to just you know, go full J.J. Abrams and lens flare the shit out of it. Right? It's like, yeah, it's like the uh, interspecies reviewer. <laughs> it's like, you knew where to watch that show with sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> or have a light already behind it so that your eyes are adjusted to bright light? Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. So, uh, but, but, yeah, no, I I seriously thought I didn't realize people were actually somehow still using it some way somehow. So, uh, yeah, it's it's weird how people still you know stick their old ways. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess we have High Dive, the shittiest streaming service ever created. <laughs> yes, I'm just glad that I'm paying for something that I'm actually using now. 
I'm watching right? four whole animes this season. I'm super excited. <laughs> I was going to say, um, High Dive is like the Dark Souls of streaming services where <laughs> people that made it actively hate the people that use it. <laughs> Dude, there's so much weird shit on there. I'm like, who's even fucking watching this shit? I just miss the good old days when life was easier and we could just, you know, everything was on VRV. Oh, dude, those were some good days. The BRV days were good days. It's like, oh, you want to watch something that's on Crunchyroll? Here you go. You want Funimation? Well, fuck yeah, here you go. You want some other random, like, live-action shit? No? Let's include it anyway, so here you go. Yeah, right? <laughs> They're like, oh, we're you not want, making like, money you know, off this. Fuck it. Cancel it. Some random, like, uh, YouTube shit, like the Happy Tree Friends? Oh, you didn't know you wanted that? Yeah, we got that. Like, you can check that out too. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, last week you had, you know, asked me about new uh, anime this season if I'd started watching any, and I hadn't. And so we talked about one last week, and so I watched. Surprisingly, I actually got caught up on both these shows. I watched one of them is four episodes and one is five. Yep. So the first one with the long ass name, the weakest tamer, began a journey. To pick up trash. <laughs> uh, you just gotta love these names. This one's a little bit of a, a hit you on the feels a little bit. Yeah. Um, I got a little bit into the first episode and Jody was getting ready to go upstairs and then she kind of stopped. And as she, you know, re, re, she re got in the position to stand up and she stopped and she watched the whole first rest of the first episode and she was like, ah, I like this story. Hey oh. Yeah, no, it's uh yeah, so basically we find out, you know, the main character is uh a little girl, um, and you find out that everybody has like a skill and you know, based off your skill and your level on your skill, like, you know, you'll make a lot of money, you'll have a job, all this stuff. And so she is a uh, beast tamer with no with no skill or no stars or I, I forget the way that they say yeah it. no stars yeah no stars so everybody's like she's a freak like abomination she, of god I mean, yeah she's abomination like her dad is like goes into like al alcoholic like fucking hate on her like instantly her brother beats the shit out of her and kicks her out of the house yeah like like you're just like what the fuck man um, so she's just like out there on her own as like a tamer that has no stars, just trying to live her life. So she, uh, you know, they village. I don't. I don't think it's the village elder. It was like um, somebody well, else. What, the leader of the village. No, it was like yeah. the leader of the village. Yeah. That had a hit on her. Uh, oh yeah, the leader of the village like wants to kill her because it'll. It's gonna. She's bringing bad luck to the town, and then like because the, uh, the, the town's fortune teller. Yeah. Uh, who was the only person that basically still helped her, you know, got sick at a weird time of the year and died, even yes. though she was like 800 years old. Yeah, exactly. But Not like, that she's old, fault. but, you know, that we cursed. Yeah, so she's uh, trying to find a new home, it sounds like. Like the uh, the healer told her to go somewhere and, and she's trying to make her way. So she uh, so far she's bounced through a few towns, dodging bounty hunters um gets a little emotional here or there uh but it is a pretty wholesome story uh on her journey yes almost a little too wholesome 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- but there's, you know, the character is likable. She has, she's kind of already helped out some people. Um, you know, the, you know, you know, one of the shows I was on the, um, Ready Set Geek JPG. He, uh, when they did an anime, sh- one of the first times they did an anime show, um, their one of their co-hosts does not watch anime. Yeah. And they told him it was like, hey, the fucking intro, the intro that they show during the theme basically spoils the show you know and like that's why some anime they'll change the th- not only the theme song but the uh intro because it's like well we don't want you to show we don't want to show you every single character mm-hmm. that they're going to meet from the first episode because they're not going to meet them till like episode nine anyways you know true or or maybe it's like they're a bad guy and then they're going to become friends and you can't show that in the opening credits. Yeah. It's right like, away. yeah, it's like watching a harem show, and the girl that you want to see is ends up being the last character that doesn't show up until episode like ten or eleven. At eleven and a half. <laughs> You're like, why? I've been betrayed. <laughs> but then the other show, and I sent this one to friend of the show, Man Thing, to watch. <laughs> and I and doing and when I sent it to him, I told him I was like, this game, this show makes me want to resubscribe to Final Fantasy fourteen and play as a pal, just solely main as a paladin, <laughs> because you know the paladin in Final Fantasy is you know their icon, not only their iconic, I guess, traditional tank class, but you know it's the one where you're uh, armed with a uh, a sword and a shield. Yeah, you know you wear the traditional looking armor, and so this one is called the strongest. Tanks Lambeth raids, a tank with a rare 9,999 resistance skill. Yep. And so it starts off with him. Basically, he's in this party with the, the guy. This guy's known as the hero just because he's so badass with his attacks. Um, And then he ends up kick, kicking the tank out because his shield keeps breaking and they yep. keep having to overheal him. Yep. But then you come to find out that the reason why his shield keeps breaking is because not only does he take all the damage when his party gets damaged, they don't take any damage. Mm-hmm. Um, he can also turn that damage into that the damage that he took into damage output. Yep. And so the hero was doing all these amazing attacks at the cost of the tank. Yep. And he found that out pretty. They show they did a good job of showing the tank, the hero going on, you know, labyrinth raids post having different tanks and mm-hmm. blaming everybody but himself without realizing it. Yeah. Yep. No. And uh, some, and for some reason he has a weird sister complex. Cause that seems to be a thing. Oh yeah. Well, his sister, did you watch all five episodes yet? Yeah. Okay. So his sister, like much like the first one we talked about, it's funny how the first one, we went the full dichotomy uh, from the weakest to the strongest yes. in the two anime. Um, but and like the first one, his sister had some kind of incurable disease, and the parents were like, "Well, fuck her, she's dead already." So let's they just like abandoned her <laughs> and took the brother with, and then the brother left the parents, and they were, you know, they kind of bring it up briefly that you know they were homeless in the slums, and you know he ended up going like they had some kind of basically like, uh, you know, schooling type thing for you know the poor's. To help them get out of being the poor. Yeah. And he because of that, he got accepted to a fancy school and brought the sister with. And you know, she overheard students talking about the brothers basically like giving up his dream to yeah. because of the sister that's a selfish bitch. Yeah. And so she has all these issues with that that she has to work to do. But yeah, the brother's like 
like has all these girls just fawning over him. And he's like, fuck y'all, my sister. I got to go save my sister. I love my sister. I do anything for my sister. <laughs> and so it seems like, but it's, it's, you know, they're like, the one thing he was looking for was something in the labyrinth that could grant a wish. And he, at the episode five, he gets it. And then he takes it to the sister and the sister, he gives it to the sister and the sister's like, no, you use it. He's like, well, I was going to use it for the same thing anyway, so just do it. So she, apparently she wishes for herself to be better, but she didn't get 100% better because he's like, well, I'll still keep trying to find a cure. Or was I mistaken on that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was a little weird. She said that she was like spinning around and she was like, oh, I never could do this, you know, before. Yeah, I feel so much better, but he's like, yeah, but we'll find a way to completely cure you. And it's like, didn't she not, did she wish poorly then? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I guess I overlooked that when I was watching it. Um, but then I was like, why are they, they're already wrapping up? And I'm like, oh, that's not the story, whatever it is that's, because they're, the town, um, they found a labyrinth there, and but then there's other monsters that are behaving weirdly, so I'm guessing that's going to be the overarching plot is finding the main villain that's causing the monsters to behave weirdly and go into towns where they don't belong. Yeah. Exactly. And a whole bunch of labyrinths are popping up everywhere in other towns. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, uh, in charge of it. And it was, like, a weird, like... Did you watch, like, the ending of the last episode? Like, post-credits? Yes. Yeah, like, what the fuck, man? Just, like, super random shit going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one, too. That's another thing. It's, like, you know... But, I don't know. I like the show. I really did. The characters are all likable. Um, The fucking weeb nerd in me. I'm already, you know, I'm like, uh, who should he, who, sh who, who should he hook up with? Did you, did you waifu up, for, did you waifu him up with somebody? Um, or did you not care enough? Because it was the blacksmith's daughter, the, the knight in the town, or the priestess were the main three. Yeah. Or if you want to be freaky, the sister, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the, priestess, the priestess is, I think, the, uh, the best. Front runner, yeah. Yeah. But that's you just know, my humble but, but opinion. The, but the night would be good too, because they seem to work well uh, off each other. Like yeah, there's a part yeah. where like they had to fight these yeah. monsters and she was like, Oh fuck, what do we do? And he's just like, Hey, you're the leader. And she's like, Wait, I'm what? And he's like, Yeah, this is your town. These are your soldiers. You're the leader. Like, if you freak out, they'll freak out. Just fucking get it together. <laughs> no, she and is, then you know yeah, she is pretty good. And then the but then the, you know, uh what's it called? The blacksmith's daughter is just she just seems fun and adorable. She seems like the a more like, I guess, and I don't know how much more, but fun and carefree version of the redhead, because they're both redheads. Yeah. Uh in Goblin Slayer. Uh yeah. Where you know like that's not where the path is going, but you also know that it's gonna suck for the girl. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> fucking fucking weebs, dude. I know. Living the life. I guess, or the the torture. I'm 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 just talking about us and yeah. fucking shipping, you know, <laughs> anime girls. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that video of like the car that's like always driving to the post, but it never ever hits, and it just repeats. That's yes, like, that's what it, that's basically harem, harem's right there. Yes, you get so excited, and then you just go, it's never going anywhere. There's real no, there is no real conclusion. Nobody wants to be yeah. the bad guy and make a decision. Right. <laughs> oh, so um 
don't know if you'd heard. It's been popping up on Reddit, on the anime subreddit. Um, apparently, you know the the company that behind uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, the books. Yeah. And some and another couple, another and another company, but but specifically they're starting it like going full Metallica with the Napster shit, where I guess people were leaking early, either pages or full books from the manga. Yeah. And now they got the police involved and they're fucking trying to find the perpetrators and going to, I guess, prosecute them to the fullest extent that they can. Hey, oh. So people on Reddit were like, "Ah, so no more like early Tuesday reading for me. Nope, I guess not. That's some real that's some real shit. Reading chapters, not even like volumes, reading chapters. Yes. So, you know, that's. You know, they got those laws. They got to protect it. And that's, you know, that's the problem with the way intellectual property laws are set up is, you know, why Disney looked like the bad guy going after so many people for, you know, putting uh, a Mickey or something somewhere like a school or a library. And it's like, because if some other asshole wants to come along and take it and monetize it, yeah, their lawyers will be like, well, Disney allowed these people to use it. Why can't we use it? Yeah. <laughs> Which is why when Stone was going through that lawsuit with Keystone, because they just had like the can where like basically they got rid of the rid of the word key and just had stone and big writing stone light or stone and their, even their marketing was like yeah you know you're at a you're at a college party and no one ever calls it keystone they just call it toss me a stone <laughs> and so that was when um Greg through Stone Brewing was going after they went after like a couple small dist- breweries in the Midwest and a distillery yeah. and stuff and they're like well yeah we got to show that we're protecting our IP. Or else Budweiser is just going to be like, yeah, see, they don't give a shit. Why are they? They're letting them use it. Why can't we? Yeah. So. Yay. Corporate law. Yay. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. That's it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, Untapped. All those magical places. <laughs> uh, don't forget um, Pornhub and OnlyFans. <laughs> I didn't realize you created those, bud. You didn't. I mean, not, I haven't. You didn't, didn't give me a heads up. We've always had that, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's why we went to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, my favorite thing is is that they covered the uh, Raiders logo with Chiefs. <laughs> oh, I have. I had a meme. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. I don't know if it's Goodfellas or Casino, but there's a scene where they're like holding. Um, why can't they give his name? He was also in Home Alone. Joe. Uh, yeah. He. Uh, they're like holding him, watching him, like murder somebody, and it was like. The two people holding him had a like one of them had a Chiefs hat on, one of them had a Niners hat on, and he had a Raiders hat. And it's like, you know, being for, Raiders fans being forced to watch them put Chiefs and uh, um, Raiders, I mean Chiefs and Niners logos in their end zones. <laughs> Terrible news. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll see you next time. Later.